This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. But first, we're going to take a look at an industry we don't talk about all that often, the funeral industry. And Claire Allen, who is a CKNW contributor, spoke earlier today with Jason Everden, head of the BC Funeral Association. And that's an association that represents funeral funeral directors, embalmers, crematorium, operators and cemetery workers. He recently wrote a letter to the provincial government asking to be declared an essential service. Take a listen to this report. Jason, how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted funeral providers? Well, we have two main issues at this point in the game here, and I don't mean to call it a game, but we have, um, we're like everyone else, so we have uh, funeral sector staffing shortages. So that means that um, We've got staff just like everyone else, and sometimes those staff get sick, and then they think, well, do I have COVID or do I not? And so they have to quarantine themselves. There's no tests available, at least that we've been able to see. So um, with quarantining and then staff, you know, the regular phoning in sick. So we're, we're a little down on staff now. We're, we've always had a shortage of staff at, uh, in our profession, and now this has just kind of escalated that, so... We've got the staff shorting issue, and then we've got the no personal protection uh, equipment issue. Um, PPE is uh, very hard to find these days. Gowns, um, hand sanitizer. I mean, I, I finally got some in, but they're really not giving it out very often. You know, they'll say, oh, here's three or here's four, you know, the main suppliers. And what about family members who were planning a memorial or funeral for their loved ones? How has this pandemic impacted those plans? Yeah, so that's created... Um, most families that we see are postponing the services right now. So there's if you, if you look at the obituaries, you know, the online obituaries, you'll see postpone, postpone, postpone. So they go ahead with, um, um, you know, the disposition. So if it's cremation, they'll go ahead with the cremation. They can still have a viewing of, of the deceased, you know, before that happens. Um, private family services are permitted. Um, we're actually still allowed up to 50, but there's um, very few of our members that are kind of comfortable monitoring that because, you know, what if 52, 53 people show up and we don't want to be a, a source of an outbreak. Um, so I, I think most are postponing. The other option is having, like I said, the private family service and then they can webcast it. Um, and then we get into the technology side of things where you know, there can be a, the immediate family presence and then everyone else can watch online. So going back to the concerns you've heard from your members, what have they been telling you? Okay, so our main concerns, other than what we just discussed about the staff shortages and the personal protection equipment, um, there's a very real possibility that there will be a shelter-in-place order put through in British Columbia. And if that happens... Um, death care professionals need to be critical service or essential service. If we're not, can you imagine um, all of our staff would say, I'm not essential, I'm not allowed out of the house. Um, so we need to be, we need to keep our professionals on the front line, serving families and, um, you know, doing all that behind the scenes, no matter what. So we have done, uh, we've sent a letter to Adrian Dix, uh, Minister of Health, um, on March 23rd, we've got that letter off, and then we've also taken part in a joint letter with all the other countries, all of Canada's other funeral service associations, 
and sent that to a, at a federal level. So at this point, all we can do is sit back and hope that they they listen to us and, and make sure that uh, you know death care professionals, which is funeral homes, crematoriums, and cemeteries, as well as our suppliers, you know, to to all those entities are related in essential infrastructure. Ontario and Quebec just got they're they're now listed as essential and critical providers. Um, so if if BC follows suit, which I really hope we hear in the next few days, um, properly identifying death care professionals as critical service or essential service will allow us to remain in a position to aid in this crisis and provide them with the priority access to crucial supplies such as the, the PPE that we discussed. So you just sent that letter to Health Minister Adrian Dix, and I'm assuming you probably haven't heard back yet. They're a little busy. <laughs> they have a lot of uh, a lot of industry and other professions that are you know trying to get the same thing. Um, but you know, uh, death care professionals, I, I can't see. You know, we're we're definitely front line. There's always going to be deaths happening. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about COVID-19 deaths. Those are going to be in the mix too. But just just our regular, you know, the deaths that we look after on a daily basis. If the government were to not deem funeral providers an essential service in the event of a shelter-in-place order, what would that look like? That's a great question. That would look like staff wouldn't be showing up at funeral homes because they're not supposed to be leaving their house. Um, that would mean that if a death occurred at a home, that a funeral provider would not be able to go to the home and transfer the deceased. Hospital deaths would not be picked up from the hospital. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So that, that's really a disaster in our minds. And, and in the general public, it should be too, and the government should know that. So that's uh, all we can hope is that they understand.